Welcome to the Daily Dose, where we are currently walking through an overview of the entire Bible. Join us today as we learn the story of Scripture and see God's redemptive plan through Christ from cover to cover. Let's listen to Matt Reister, Director of Christian Crusaders and the Cedar Falls Bible Conference. Today we're going to be in John chapter 4, verses 1 through 6. This is the beginning of the account of Jesus' interaction with the woman from Samaria. It's a longer text, and so we're going to break it up into at least a couple days. And before we jump into today's portion of that text, I want to say thank you to the family leader for being our 2023 Daily Dose Devotion sponsor. You can learn more about them in the announcements at the end of this devotion. And as always, we're thankful to the family leader for their support. Let's jump right in at verse 1. Now when Jesus learned that the Pharisees had heard that Jesus was making and baptizing more disciples than John, although Jesus himself did not baptize, but only his disciples, he left Judea and departed again for Galilee. So let's stop right there and talk about those three verses. I already alluded to in John chapter 3 the fact that Jesus himself was not doing any baptizing, but rather he had delegated that to his disciples. However, at any rate, as you remember from our text in chapter 3, John the Baptist disciples were noticing that more and more people were going to be baptized by Jesus and his disciples, and they wanted to know if that was a problem. We dealt with that in those previous devotions, which you can go back and listen to if you haven't. But as it relates to today's text, we see that not only are John the Baptist disciples noticing this, but the Pharisees are also hearing about this. And Jesus has heard that the Pharisees have heard about this, and so he's dipping out. Obviously, Jesus is going to have several run-ins with the Pharisees, and ultimately they are going to be the ones God uses to get Jesus to the cross. But his time has not come. He doesn't need to have this ultimate confrontation with the Pharisees yet. He still has a lot of ministry to do. And so Jesus isn't anti-confrontational here. He's just managing the timing of all this. And there might be something in there for us. We shouldn't always be opposed to conflict if God's calling us to stand for truth in the midst of people or circumstances that are against truth. But it is good for us to discern the timing of when we get engaged and when we don't get engaged, when we step up and when we back up, as I've heard Pastor Phil Hopper put it before. Continuing in verse 4, it says, and he had to pass through Samaria. Now this is just a short sentence, but there's a lot to understand behind it. Jewish people like Jesus and Samaritans, that is people from Samaria, hated each other. Samaritans were kind of a mixed race. They were made up of Jewish people from the northern kingdom of the Old Testament, predominantly who had married Gentiles, that is non-Jews, and that was looked down upon by the Jewish people. The Samaritans had developed their own version of the Pentateuch, that is the first five books of the Bible. They had built their own temple on Mount Gerizim. That temple was burnt down in the first or second century BC by the Jewish people. So not only were they mixed race, which was looked down on, but they were kind of a mixed bag doctrinally in terms of what they believed. And they'd obviously had some physical conflict with each other as well. So when it says Jesus had to pass through Samaria, this is peculiar because a lot of times when Jews had to go from where Jesus was to where Jesus was going, they would actually take a long route, which allowed them to avoid going through Samaria. So when it says Jesus had to pass through Samaria, I suppose he had to if he wanted to take the shortest route, or maybe he had to because of some other detail that the text doesn't fill in for us. But some theologians and scholars have suggested that when it says he had to pass through Samaria, it means that he was compelled by God. He was compelled to do ministry in Samaria. In fact, the ministry that's going to take place with this Samaritan woman in this text as we move forward in the next day or two, some 
believe that's what it means when it says he had to pass through Samaria. I'm going to come back to that before we wrap up. Verse 5. So he came to a town of Samaria called Sychar, near the field that Jacob had given to his son Joseph. This is going all the way back to the beginning of the Old Testament in Genesis. Verse 6. Jacob's well was there. So Jesus, wearied as he was from his journey, was sitting beside the well. It was about the sixth hour. The sixth hour would have been about high noon. And here's what we know about the town of Samaria, which is called Sychar, near the field that Jacob had given his son Joseph, where Jacob's well was. This same location back in the Old Testament was the place where Abram first came when he arrived into Canaan from Babylonia. This is where God first appeared to Abram in Canaan and renewed the promise of giving the land to him and his descendants. This is where Abram built an altar and called upon the name of the Lord. This is where Jacob came safely when he returned with his wives and children from his sojourn with Laban. This is where Jacob bought a piece of land from a Canaanite named Hamor for a hundred pieces of silver. This is where Jacob built an altar of the Lord that is called El Elohe Israel. And this established a connection between Jacob and what became known as Jacob's well. Sychar, which is also known as Shechem, was the place where Dinah, the daughter of Jacob, was raped and the sons of Jacob massacred the men of the city in retaliation. This is where the bones of Joseph were eventually buried when they were carried back from Egypt. And this is where Joshua made a covenant with Israel, renewing their commitment to the God of Israel and proclaiming, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Obviously, I didn't know all that off the top of my head, but I pulled it from the Enduring Word Bible Commentary online. This is a remarkable place where centuries after all these significant things happened, another very significant thing is going to happen between Jesus and this Samaritan woman. Now, before I wrap up, going back to the point that I made earlier about Jesus having to pass through Samaria, is there anything that you have to do anywhere that God is calling you to go, even if it's going to be uncomfortable, even if there are threats, even if there are people who are going to misperceive your intentions or what you're doing? Where is God calling you to have to go through, even though it would be more convenient to avoid it and take the long way around? Just a few nights ago, I had to go out of my way after a basketball game to congratulate a kid who played really well against us and was kind of cocky throughout the game. A kid who I didn't really like a whole lot, but a kid who I felt compelled to go congratulate being the head coach of a Christian school so that hopefully he had a good taste in his mouth about who we are and what we believe. It would have been more convenient to avoid that conversation. I didn't really want to have it because I don't think the kid needed anything more feeding his ego, but I sensed that the Lord was telling me to go do that and so I did it. A few days ago I had to preach a sermon that included some content that's not popular, that people don't like to hear that preachers don't like to preach about, it could have been avoided, but I'm called to be faithful to the text of God's word, and so that's what that was about. I've had to or been compelled to give my money to certain things that under normal circumstances I probably wouldn't, but through this or that, the Lord called me or compelled me to spend my money that way. I don't mean to suggest that I get this right all the time. I'm only listing these examples to help stir creativity in you about what God might be calling you to do, what places he might be calling you to have to pass through, despite the fact that most people don't or that you might not want to either. Great to have you with us. Come back for more from John 4. Thanks for tuning in and have a great day. This is The Daily Dose, a podcast of Christian Crusaders Radio and Internet Ministry. Please subscribe on Apple, Google, or Spotify Podcasts or download the free Christian Crusaders app and share with a friend. Also, prayerfully consider supporting our ministry at christiancrusaders.org where you can find our weekly 30-minute radio broadcast airing on stations around the world since 1936 and where you can listen to our Conversations podcast featuring inspiring interviews 
interviews with interesting Christians. Special thanks to our 2022 Daily Dose sponsor, The Family Leader. God designed three social institutions, the family, the church, and government. At The Family Leader, they are bringing all three together, honoring God and blessing our neighbors. Learn how and join them at thefamilyleader.com. We also want to highlight another special ministry partner, the Cedar Falls Bible Conference. Check out conference videos and schedule of events online at cedarfallsbibleconference.com and mark your calendars for Saturday, July 29th through Saturday, August 5th, 2023 for the 102nd annual Cedar Falls Bible Conference. Thank you for listening and may God richly bless you.